Hi everyone. Hello. We're gonna cover Galatians 6, Hebrews 3, and Hebrews 10. One thing I observed about these three passages is the, the first one, Galatians 6, is sort of when somebody is caught in transgression or, or going through a, a difficult time, has some burden, so it's kind of like already a bad situation. Hebrews 3 is more of, it, it's sort of preventative. It's so that people will not be susceptible uh, to the deceitfulness of sin or uh, they would fall away. So we're gonna take care that that doesn't happen. And then Hebrews 10 is more of the positive kind of proactive end to stir uh, one another up to love and good works and to figure out how to encourage one another and to really push each other uh, towards uh, greater faith and obedience. So it's sort of like at every stage, kind of when things are bad, when things are neutral, and when things are positive. So it's pretty much in every situation, there's something for us to do to uh, really encourage and to help one another, but to push uh, people towards good. I wanna answer the first question. What obligations do I have towards my brothers and sisters in the church? I just listed out it from Galatians 6, it's restore people caught in transgression with gentleness and to bear one another's burdens. Hebrews 3 is take care that no one falls away and has an unbelieving heart to exhort one another every day. Hebrews 10, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works and to not neglect meeting together and to encourage one another. So if we are to fulfill these obligations for one another, what kind of relationships do we need to have? And I thought we really need relationships of trust because if you're going to restore people caught in sin, they need to feel trusting enough to confess it or to be able to receive it when someone points it out. I think to bear one another's burdens means you have to know those what those burdens are first, which means you need to be close, see each other a lot, be in and out of each other's homes and to know how each person is feeling so you know what burdens they're carrying to take care and exhort one another every day against sin. I think even just thinking about this, it can make people feel very defensive. Unless you know that person who's exhorting you, loves you and is for you, it's gonna be hard to take. And to develop that kind of trust, I think you need to spend a lot of time together and show care for one another. And lastly, to stir one another to love and good deeds. I think that's tricky too, because you can be a zealous person and if you stir other people up a little too forcefully or too much it could sound like you're arrogant or overbearing and people can actually resent you uh, for pushing them too much and it's a very delicate a delicate situation and it requires a lot of love a lot of trust a lot of thinking about where the other person is at so that the um, way in which you stir them up is appropriate and is going to be received so there's a lot that goes into actually carrying out these verses in a loving way yeah, so just the, the baseline prerequisite or requirement in order to live out these exhortations is uh, that kind of closeness of relationship. And we need to be present in each other's lives. We need to know what's going on in each other's lives. I think we could consider for ourselves, what would be the obstacle? Like, where are we? What would prevent us from obeying these exhortations? Is it because we're not willing to, to do the difficult thing of exhorting or even you know bringing up difficult truth? To speak the truth in love is not easy, but that's what we have to do. Or maybe um, it's being present in the relationships. Maybe it's because we need to really work on opening up and moving past the superficial level of relating to talk about what's going on inside and to be humble or open in that way. One thing for Galatians 6 verse 2, and it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I thought about what does that look like to bear one another's burdens and, and how is that fulfilling the law of Christ? And I think the law of Christ is uh, the law of love. It's Jesus' command to love one another as I have loved you. And he bore our burdens on the cross and we can't bear 
each other's burdens in that exact same way, but we can really try to feel what the other person is feeling. It's more than just knowing what they're going through, but to really understand how it feels to be them and to pray for them. And I think to know that someone uh, is praying for you in that way is actually a big source of relief from that burden. Because so much of the burden is actually because you feel like no one understands and you're going through it alone. And that's something that I hope that we can learn to grow in. So the second question is, how have I experienced these verses in my own life? And I just thought about having my burdens carried. The big one that I always think about is when my older sister passed away three years ago. Even though it's a sad, it was a sad time, now it's a very precious memory because I, through it, I saw how I've been so loved, how my sister was so loved, how my family was ministered to by it. So in the end, because other people carried the burden with me, it became a very sweet memory of having received love. The scenario of being restored when I was in sin, I have been restored many times after falling into sin and oftentimes I'm restored and forgiven by the very people I've hurt. So that is pretty amazing and can only happen within the body of Christ. And I have been stirred up to love and do good works by seeing the examples of others, being given ideas and resourced by others, when my mentors shaped the path for me to attempt something challenging. I think last observation is that with these exhortations, there's definitely an element of this, this needs to be happening all the time. So Hebrews 3, 13 says, exhort one another every day. We already talked about how in order to do a lot of these things, you need to be familiar with what's going on in each other's lives and that requires daily interaction and just a kind of presence in one another's lives. It's just not possible. I think, you know, the typical picture of American Christianity where you show up to church, you see each other for one hour a week and the rest of the week you have no idea what's going on in their lives. I think it's pretty much impossible to live out these verses and I'm so thankful that um, in our church, like we're able to experience the kind of community and the Acts 2 church where we are in each other's homes and we're spending a lot of time together so that we can even have a chance uh, to obey these commands. Verse uh, Hebrews 10, 25 says, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And I know that that meeting together part is hard right now because of COVID and, you know, can't wait until we are actually able to meet together freely. But I think it's also true that we can't wait for COVID to be over. Hopefully it'll be soon. But even in the meantime, I think we need to do whatever we can uh, to be meeting together, whether that's virtually or that's outside social distance, just whatever we can so that we can be the source of encouragement and exhortation for one another. So I think there's a lot of uh, good work for us to do in one another's lives. Let us consider how to stir up one another uh, to love and good works because there is uh, so much that we can do for one another.